Welcome to Conversations in the Coop. I'm your host, Trinity Director of Athletics, Drew Galbraith. In this episode, we talk to men's golf captain, Senior Nick Lee, about his Trinity experience and those Bantam experiences around the world. Take a listen. Well, Nick, thanks for joining today. Uh, excited to have you here. And you have a very uh, kind of interesting story in getting to Trinity, which we'll get into, but also have been to really engage in the Trinity experience in, in the way that a lot of students don't get to. So, so how does a, a, a young man who was born in Vancouver, lived in China, end up going to Trinity College in Little Old Hartford, Connecticut? Uh, yeah, Drew, thanks for having me. Um, so I was born and raised in Vancouver um, with a twin brother, Martin, year through the Sedins, finished their first season. So I guess you could say Martin and I were destined to be ex-Sedin twins, but we quickly realized that our talents didn't really lie uh, on the ice. And we started off playing a lot of soccer in Vancouver and... Um, we also started swimming. I think those two sports were our first passions. Um, my dad was a big golfer, but we were too young to to bring on the golf course. So I think, well, in Vancouver, I, I never really developed a passion for golf or even really knew what it was. And so then you, uh, you, your family moves, and there the opportunity kind of happened where you're living at a golf course and had the opportunity to kind of pick up the game? We moved to Beijing right around the Summer Olympics, which we actually got to go to, which is an unbelievable experience. I remember much from when I was seven or eight, but I remember most of like going to the bird's nest, like that was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We did move to a golf course and I guess golf was kind of like upon me. My dad would go a lot to the course, but he wouldn't really take us because we didn't really show much interest in it. Uh, I, I think eventually he started taking us and we started just playing around on the course, but we, it kind of took a while for us to like it because it does take a lot of patience. And like Pete, Martin and I, we were not, we didn't have much patience. So, so growing up with a twin brother, I was like, you're both into sports and how, how much of it had to be that you and your brother kind of do the same thing? Were, were you able to kind of find your own passions? There? No, I think starting out, actually athletically, we never, uh, never did our own thing. We always did same exact thing like we would do the swim with the same people we would play soccer with the same people we went to the same schools up until college so we never really developed any passions outside of what we played so I think it's a good thing because we were able to compete with each other and we were able to at the same level with most things I think that helped me as a competitor just having a twin brother just same age you're always doing the same thing and you always want to be better than the other brother so then as as golf kind of grows Family comes back to New York, yeah, and then ultimately you end up in, in going to prep school. So yeah. talk about how kind of how that transitions because it was a little more challenging to get out on the golf course regularly, I'd imagine. Right. So we we went to Brooks, both of us in Massachusetts, and I didn't really I played a lot of golf before I got to high school, but I didn't really feel that I loved it just because I was always on the golf course. Once I got to school, and golf was a spring sport, so I. Didn't really get to play much in the fall, and I was constantly itching to play. Like, I was playing soccer, but weekends, I would always want to get off campus and play. Like, there weren't the best courses near campus, but I really wanted to play when I could because I used to be able to just drive a golf cart to course, but I wasn't able to do that anymore. So I think once it got taken away from me a little bit, I really, I said, I wanted to keep playing. Was your brother kind of on the same trip? Yeah, so we were, we were going to do that. We did that together, like, on the weekends. Like, we went... Saturdays or Sundays, we played nine or 18 holes and did that until it got like really, really cold, which it does in Massachusetts. <laughs> yes, it does. So uh, was there someone at Brooks who kind of helped you figure out where to go? I mean, it's, you know, from Massachusetts. How, how did that kind of 
Because we, we hear about this from time to time with right. students who are at a prep school right. and don't get to necessarily follow their passion. Um, I, I don't think there was anyone in particular. I think everybody in the Brooks community, faculty-wise, are very willing to help. Um, you could just reach out to mostly dorm parents or even coaches, and they'd be willing to take you, what, like 15, uh, 15 minutes off campus. So I think Brooks community really made transition to not have access to a golf course easier. And I think uh, my experience at Brooks uh, made me want to choose a smaller school, like a NESCAC school, because of my experience. I think a tight-knit family is definitely what I want. You and your twin brother are going through that college search process. We're, we're speaking with senior Nick Lee from Trinity Men's Golf. So as you're going through that college search process, you landed on Trinity. Yeah. Your brother lands on NYU. Mm-hmm. Hard for you as a, or either of you to kind of have that time apart? Well, the plan was never to go to high school together in the first place. So the fact that that happened, we were we were like dead on going to different colleges. But I think at the end of our high school um, years, we, we really started to get along much better because we were just kind of used to competing with each other and not really like being brothers, mm-hmm. like or siblings. But I think I wouldn't have minded. I don't I don't know about him. You'd have to ask him. <laughs> but I wouldn't have minded going to the same school as him. But it's it hasn't been that hard because I I get to talk to him quite often. Like I go home sometimes and I catch up on what he's up to. I think time apart has definitely strengthened our relationship. I think we miss each other a little more than used to missing each other. So for you, you have this connection with the Trinity community, and during your first year, um, Demikits. Yeah. You know, how hard was that as a as your student, but also as an athlete, getting your your springs and kind of swept out from under you? Um, I just think I'm very fortunate. I think I was very lucky to get here, and you know, the team was coming off the back-to-back NESCAC championships. We finished I think tenth at NCAA's, and we were able to retain Jack Young, Coach Jack Youngie, first assistant coach, and Ricky, who was also an All-American, who also ended up being an All-American. And I think those two really helped me, just not from the fact I couldn't play whenever I wanted to. We couldn't compete. We feel like we had to compete for another NESCAC championship, but obviously the pandemic didn't allow for that. They kept me grounded. They kept me focused on just getting better. Um, and, I, and I think if I could be honestly, like half the mentor that they were for me for the underclassmen, I think I will have succeeded as in my role as a captain. I think they were instrumental to, to me as for both as a player and per Trinity. So as, you, as you think about that that golf experience, uh, your second year, get a, get a chance to go to NCAAs, yeah. done the kind of pandemic NCAAs down in West Virginia. Yeah. Um, and then you, you've had a number of really good finishes at NESCAC, top 50, uh, had a top 10 at a NESCAC qualifier, top one last year. So kind of talk about that Trinity golf experience. What would people maybe not know about how hard it is to compete, you know, at the top levels of D3 golf? Well, just because golf is at this level or at any level, I think once you're within a couple shots of each other, like anybody can beat anybody in in time. And it's really, it's really hard to be consistent, consistently good. I think we're all, we're always trying to stay all about consistency in golf. Like you can have a good day one, second day isn't good. You're not going to win the tournament. So I, um, Jason has obviously been there many times. He's won a lot of championships, whether that's on this or on the golf course. I think his guidance and mentorship has helped us stay focused. Even if we've had a good first day or bad first day, he's always like, it, it doesn't matter. There's always a second day. So I think for golf, you really do have to stay mental off, um, which in Coach Young has helped me stay. Like sometimes I get a little bit impatient or frustrated and they just, they've taught me like just how to accept a shot or a bad hole or even a bad day and just move on to the next. Playing in the Northeast, um, oftentimes uh, I, I know we've had to play um, you know, an NESCAC championship up at Middlebury on the weekend that they're opening that course. Prepare yourself for something like that where you know the conditions aren't going to be great. It's not not like some sports where 
you know, you know almost exactly what the ice is going to be like, right. or what the court's going to be in basketball, right. or even one of these field turf fields. So he was an athlete and a competitor. Get ready for knowing that it's going to be muddy, it's going to be chunky, there's going to be places there's no grass at all. Like, how do you kind of prepare yourself? I think this all comes back to the acceptance of it. You know, it's going to be the same for everybody. Um, there isn't a competitive advantage because you, when it's especially wet in Middlebury in the spring, you might lose a ball in the middle of the fairway. And you just have to accept that not everything's going to go your way, but you just have to make the most out of you know, what's given. And what I'm really trying to help our underclassmen understand, I'm not saying that they don't understand it, but you just have to you have to really accept, you know, sometimes you get a bad hand and you just have to accept it and move on. I've played in the Northeast for the last like eight years, so I'm used to it. Most of our guys are from the Northeast, so they're used to it as well. But I think it, it also comes back to it's the same for everybody. So you, you can't, can't let that be like, you can't be on the golf course and be think ahead about how bad the conditions are because that's winning mentality and that's not going to help you or your team. So uh, earlier this year, you had to be part of a uh, a little digest photo shoot. I found out about this because one of my coders, dads, sent her a picture. Um, He fastidiously reads Golf Digest cover to cover as soon as it comes in the mailbox. Uh, He sent her a picture. She showed it to me. So how this Golf Digest shoot came about. So I'm very fortunate to work with Mike Adams. He works at Florida in the winters and in New Jersey in the summers, and he's a very well-renowned golf coach. He works... He's worked with many major championship winners, whether it's men's or the women's, and many, many PGA Tour wins. So I got to work with him. We got together, and um, one day he was just like, the Golf Digest shoot next week. Like, I really want you to be part of it. And that was like, it took me a long time to process that because I had, the first time I had to tell my, tell my dad, and he was like, like what? what is going on? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I think that was an incredible opportunity. I definitely felt like a big deal for a couple of hours with – like three different cameras on me, but uh, I think definitely Mike has helped me out a lot, uh, whether it's technically or mentally. I think golf is so important as just mentally. Like you don't have to have the best mechanics. You don't have to hit it the farthest, but I think if you're mentally sharp, you know, there, there's no limits to what you can do on the golf course because it's really a grind. You're out on the course for four and a half, five hours, sometimes even six. On a tour, that's four days a week you're on the you're on the course for. So if you're not mentally tough, then there's really no way that you can be a good player. And so it comes back to that consistency. Right. As you're, as you're getting towards the tail end of your Trinity career, you've asked to be engaged on campus. And, and what's, you know, I know you've had recently joined the Trinity Athletics DEI Committee. Talk about that. Talk about some other things on campus that have been really um, passionate for you off the course. So the committee, uh, I, I think, I forget when I joined it, but it was sometime in my junior year. I saw an email from Kristen Noon and I had to jump on it. Um, no, that was an opportunity that was available to me. Um, and I, I think I, I wish I did was got involved earlier. I think we have some really, really good discussions on a biweekly basis. And I, I really think that I'm able to difference on campus, whether small or large, because you can't change doesn't happen overnight. I saw that email. I kind of thought to myself, you know, I feel like Asian student athletes at Trinity are kind of underrepresented. Uh, honestly, everywhere they're underrepresented. So I thought an opportunity to make a difference and I jumped on it. And I think I feel the same way about most things on campus. I, I wish I got involved earlier, but I'm still very fortunate to be able to actually have a meeting tomorrow, but fortunate to be able to work on the committee with a, with a group. Right. And I, I know you're a big sports fan, so um, some of your teams come from your, you know, good in, uh, yeah. in, in Canada, but yeah. I have to sit down and watch one thing. What would it be? Oh, I actually watch like every single Canucks game, regular season game, whether they're in or out of the playoffs. Um, have some pretty late puck drops, like 10.30 p.m. I think at least 70% of the games mm-hmm. end at the clock. And 
Well, it's, it's hard to go to knowing that there's a Canucks game on, so <laughs> I, th- I, I would definitely pick the Canucks just because the team I grew up watching, and I definitely hope one day Stanley Cup, I'm going to be alive for that, as fortunately in 2011, the, the Bruins had ruined that opportunity. <laughs> That's why they call it the fan, right? Fanatic, yeah, right? Exactly. So, so, and then uh, last question on golf, two-parter. You've played and one course out there that you definitely want to make sure you play at some point. This course that I've played was actually with Trinity. My favorite course is Aquanic. We play it up. We have a really fun event with Middlebury, uh, Hamilton, and Williams. It's kind of like a friendly, but it's not very friendly because you, you definitely want to beat those three other schools. But it's coming up this week, and couldn't be more excited. It's it's fun. I've ever played. It's beautiful. You have the, the foliage in the fall in Vermont. It's so much fun. And I have to say that's my favorite course. I think a course and, that's... And one of the great trophies in sport with the sap bucket. Exactly. The sap bucket is unlike any other trophy. So we I haven't gotten the chance to hold that trophy yet. So I it, this year is going to be the year. Um, in terms of a course that I want to play eventually, I think it's easy to say Augusta. So I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go with Shinnecock in Long Island. I think um, I think better than Long Island golf. I pull really nice courses, and I definitely want to get on Shinnecock at some point if, if an opportunity arises. Outstanding, Nick. And then kind of finally, as we wrap up with Nick Lee, senior on Trinity Men's, uh, senior captain on Trinity Men's Golf, what's next for you after graduation? Uh, what, what's out there? You're still, you're still in that group of students that has an extra year of eligibility right. via COVID. Um, we've seen a lot of students take advantage of that and take some grad school opportunities to use that eligibility. Is that out there for you? Definitely. That's, uh, I think that's my number one priority right now to figure out um, where or how I'm going to do that. Uh, I, I love competing, so I want to do that for as long as I can. So right now my pri- priority is to figure out I'm going to play an extra year. And I just re- I really want to hang on to playing because I nothing excites me more than just getting out of a van on Sunday morning at Seven in the seven and just getting out to compete. It's freezing cold sometimes. In, That's what it is in, in Vermont in the springtime. Yeah, absolutely. Right. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Best of luck this week at the uh, at Aquanic and the all season long. Thank you so much for having me. That will do it for this conversation in the coop. Thanks to Nick for his time. We wish he and the rest of the men's golf team continued luck for the rest of the season. For the latest Trinity Athletics news, scores, and schedules, go to bantamsports.com and follow us on social media at Bantam Sports. Until next time.